But up, pop, pop, shuck up, Kyle, and welcome to Fourth Times the Charm, the only podcast where every week is a brand new concept. I am your producer, Ben, alongside your director, Matt, and today we are being followed around by our first AD, Nick. <laughs> hey, hello. And Kyle, Kyle. What up, Kyle's what up, what up. our stagehand. Hey. He's gotten us so many pastries. You can you can be our cinematographer, Kyle. How's that feel? Just you know, be in the corner and work the flies. Okay, so you're the sound guy. So right, Kyle's the sound guy. As you can tell by Kyle's Kyle sound guy, by, by Kyle's audio Kyle. quality, you can tell he's the sound guy. <laughs> Kyle <laughs> legit has a has a sound guy personality. Well, welcome well, to Four I, I Times a, the Charm. Shout out to my friend Marco, who will never listen to us. He's got a sound guy vibe. Yeah, fuck off, Marco. (laughs) Such a sound guy. Taste it. So, uh, yeah, welcome everyone to the pod, to the big boy potty. This this is not even a hot potty. No, this is is one of our big shows. So this is a big boy potty. Full-sized. We're going to take a big steaming boy potty on the top albums of the year. As according to the cast and crew, fourth time's the charm. We took a look at this in our mid-year roundup about six months ago. But now that we are creeping up on the end of the year, we are going to take another look and see how our picks changed from earlier in the year, boys. And if you don't remember the format of that, in this instance, Ben didn't listen to any of these albums prior to the ones he heard at the beginning of the year. They were randomly put on a playlist, and he had to listen to all of them and independently rank them. Now, Nick, Kyle, and myself, and our special guests who provided albums for us straight from the internet, I have rankings for each of these albums on a, on a 1 to 10 ranking. Ben will throw out some rankings, and uh, then we'll discuss each one. Yeah, so since I'm the least informed person on music... From anyone involved here, mm-hmm. including our person who supplied additional albums, who is our biggest fan, Brennan. Thank you, who, Brennan. Who, who won our competition, our trivia contest from the last episode. Yo, big shout out to Brennan. Yeah, Brennan's love. Brennan is life. He's not scared of me. And that's what matters. You know, yep. what's, I, you know he ah. may be your guy's yeah, we number know. one fan. Yeah. You know, but uh, I'm Brennan's number one fan because he's your guy's number that, one fan. That, that is a falsehood. Brennan and I have yeah, a deep and passionate what? relationship. What? You're well, wrong. Yeah. I've seen it. Matt and I'm Brennan trying. have like a – they got like a thing going. It's almost flirtatious. At least like – Almost. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to like ingratiate the fans, make them feel special, you know. And no, they don't need your love. You're nothing. You don't even listen to this podcast. That's technically true. And on that Ugh. beautiful note, we uh, are, do, do we just want to zoom right in with uh, with with the main seggy on this uh, big boy potty? I think we want to dive right in. I think we're gonna save some our, some of our more passive honorable mentions for next week. I will say that uh, there are a few. My top ten is based on the top ten albums that were available on um, Spotify because had a few that weren't. That would have taken some spots, uh, but as an elitist, I have now covered my ass. And Ben, it's over to you with, I think, number 35 on your list. Well, first, Matt, we need to have our 
dramatic mid-show intro. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Well, whew, whew. did you even did you even say a a brand new podcast every week again? Yes, did you say I do it every single week. My man. brain just completely tuned it out. Yeah, I'll be honest, I didn't hear it either. That's funny. I don't think I don't think you said it. Check I don't the record. Think you said I, it either. I did. We're I gonna did. play back well, the we'll intro right out. here in slow mo. But up, up, up. Chuck up, Kyle, and welcome to Fourth Times the Charm, the only podcast where every week is a brand new concept. Wow, Ben. <laughs> wow, Whatever I can't you believe said. he may or may have said it. May or may not have said it. How dare you? He did say it. Shut up, Thank Kyle. You, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. And <laughs> welcome to Review Roundup. It is a continuation of Review Month where Ben and I have delved into the top fives, the top tens of everything and anything that we found interesting. And we are here again, just as we were in the middle of the year, to review and talk about some of the best music that's been released this year. I am joined by my best friend, Ben, my best friend, Nick, and my best friend, Kyle. Four of the best music reviewers in the world. We have vast, complex, and deeply intricate opinions about music, the nature of the music industry, and have interests across the board. Be ready, because the name of this episode is Diversity. Now, Ben's going to be giving us his list in order, while Nick, Kyle, and I chime in with our points and opinions. Now, Ben, hit me with that number 35 album of the year. What's the bottom of the barrel of the best of the barrel? I listened to so many albums in such a short period of time, and uh, there were only two albums out of this whole list of 35 that I really didn't like. The first one, the worst to me, I gave a two and a quarter out of five. Oh. It is, and I don't know whose band this is. The world is a beautiful place, and I am no longer afraid to die with the album Illusory Walls. That was Brennan's number two pick. Number two? Good one of Lord. Our, one of our, our, our fans sent us in a couple picks of his own, and this was his number two pick. Uh, this album is a very kind of like space poppy kind of emo extension album it's very much what the pop punk kind of popular end of emo kids ended up listening to in this today and age uh, now ben what did you tell me how you really felt about this album um so i'm sorry in advance brennan uh and anyone else who would like to be our biggest fan um i put feels like mid-2000s cruise shit every song feels the same yeah mm-hmm. so I, I, I get your perspective. Uh, Nick, yeah. Kyle, did either of you guys really dive into this? Because I feel like you also didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't really vibe with this album too much. Um, I liked it more than Ben, clearly. Okay. Um, wow. Well, I, what I would, would you def- give it out of five? Probably a three. Three out of five. Okay. Um, I thought it was good. Not great. You know, average. Um, I definitely hear, you know, the pop punk influences and like how this is where the genre end- ended up. But frankly where the genre ended up is not really what I vibe with when I listen to like punk or emo or any of that kind of scene. All right, Kyle, what about you? Did you give this a spin? Yeah, I gave it a spin. Um, I listened to the whole thing. Uh, I thought it was boring. Like it didn't excite me at all. 
What would you uh, give it on a five point scale? Uh, 2.35. So pretty much in line in line with uh, with Ben. I, I, Kyle, I we're, like... not, we're not playing on prices right rules. Okay, 2.5. So I, I genuinely enjoyed this album. I also was a big fan of the emo genre of music when in the, in the 2000s and the mall screamo days. Um, I had a good time with this, but I, I kind of agree with both of you guys where it's a little samey across the board and a little long. Um, but for the atmosphere it was providing, it kind of reminded me of like shoegaze, which is a subgenre of black metal, without any of the black metal and just the shoe part. Yeah, I didn't hate it. Um, I, I thought it was okay, but it was one of the least memorable albums for me. And on a list where essentially 30 out of 35 albums are various types of metal. This is one of the few that's in a completely different genre. I felt like it was telling that I had a hard time remembering this one. Yep. So, yeah, especially when it's the, it, it could have stood out compared to what was there. Oh, I was going to say that. I think that takes us firmly to 34. Before we do 34, before we do, I, I just wow. want to say I'm ecstatic that none of my albums was number 35 same yeah <laughs> each 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 pick uh, the each pick that isn't nick's is a victory for nick honestly i was i was literally sitting here bracing myself to hear one of my bands well i gotta say nick you're also going to be lucky for this next one because the next on my list is my bottom pick from our mid-year roundup, Harakiri for the Skies yeah! album, <laughs> which is hair or something. Uh, I gave it a two and a half Aww. out of five. Um, my notes included music doesn't line up with vocals, very lethargic music that doesn't, quote, go there. Every song feels like it has the sl- same slow build lead in as well. Uh, just didn't do a lot for me. We talked about this a few months ago. Uh, I don't, I don't hate it, but it, it just, I, I've, I've gone through it twice now, and it still hasn't even begun to capture me. So, so with that stunning review, Kyle, can you give us a little bit of information on who Harakiri is? They're a bunch of sad boys from Austria. Um, <laughs> Fuck yeah, <laughs> that is literally what it is. Um, what's it called? Yeah, as the rest of sad boy, uh, I, I just enjoy these guys. Um, they do something a little bit different within the black metal genre. Mm-hmm. Um, even within their niche as well, and uh, post black metal. Yeah, it's like it's like Harakiri is like suicidal, depressive black metal, but they broke post black instead. Yeah, which makes it a little bit different because you get a little bit more mm-hmm. of that influence too. Um, but yeah, uh, I kept these guys on my list. Uh, I literally listened to them the most this year. <laughs> um, wow. Hey, Spotify doesn't lie. Um, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It- yeah, I, know, I know, I know. Nick and I listened to this one about the same amount of times, which was maybe three. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that, and the, and the number of times I listened to it equals my score. It's a three. It's not bad. It's not very good. But I'm happy it exists, and hope the next album's better. Yeah, I uh, have a more negative opinion of the album. <laughs> I definitely give it a solid two. Um, wow, that's ooh. lower than me. So, and and I think I might. The, the reason I rate it so lowly is because I really enjoyed not their last album, but the one before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the standard I hold them to. And ever since that album, their sound has kind of reverted to back to their earlier sound, predating the album that I listen to or that I like. Um, and I think they're better <laughs> when they uh, 
play their sound off of the album name escapes me, but their previous their previous release. I don't like their modern sound. Three trauma. Yes, thank you. Yeah, um, I mean that album is better, but this album does it better of cutting like the songs a little bit. Where mm-hmm. uh, three trauma dragged it out a little bit. Yeah, three trauma yeah. was definitely a track too long, and this one doesn't overstay its welcome. You just have to kind of want to be there. And, and I, I, I will say, like, Three Trauma is also the album that kind of introduced me to the more post-Atmo side of black metal. So I mm-hmm. do have some, you know, nostalgic emotional attachment to it as well, which it's probably clouding my rating of this album. Yep. And I think we can move on to 33, because if you want to hear more a more in-depth breakdown of that album, go check out our mid-year roundy. Um, now, Ben, take us take us out of the uh, the dumpster and into the trash can. Yeah, so this next one and the next view, I gave a three out of five. Uh, I didn't really have a good feel for this album at all. And I feel like this was one of the harder albums for me to give a score to just because I felt like it was fine, but I also felt like it sort of missed the point of the genre it was trying to ape. And that is Sturgis Simpson's Ballad of Dude and Juanita. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't think it was a particularly bad album. I felt like it was more of a... Uh, I, I felt like it was trying to ape a genre without putting the heart into it. Sure, but I see that. I, 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 I could be wrong on that. Um, I thought it was fine, but, you know, growing up in a household where, like, all we would listen to is... You know, Bill Monroe and Hank Snow and shit from the 40s, 50s, and beforehand. Whenever I listen to something like this, I'm sort of predisposed to be like, ah, it's just, you know, that's cruise shit, so. Yeah, I get that. This was this was Brennan's number five pick of the year. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <this> Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Sturgill Simpson is a, you know, singer, songwriter, country artist. He acts as well. This was his seventh release. Um, and he's won multiple awards for some of his previous releases. He's won, he was nominated for Grammys. He got listed in best albums of 2014 and a a bunch of other stuff and nominees. He's pretty popular. Um, what makes this album really interesting, especially to me and I think to Brennan is that the album is a contained narrative. It has a beginning, a middle and an end. Um, now I agree with you, Ben. I found the country on display here pretty basic. There's even a song about him losing his dog. And I was like, okay, I can, I can feel the formula, but the performance I thought was really good. I give it this a 3.25, not necessarily three and a half, but it's getting there. And I think it does a a lot with what it has, which is just kind of basic, but for what it is, it was a nice listen. And when I had listened to six other albums that day that were all metal, yeah. it was a great, great little stutter step in a different yeah, direction. Yeah, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Uh, uh, Nick, what, what, what do you what do you think about this? I uh, I quite enjoyed the album. Um, I think I'd rate it similarly to Matt, probably three, three and a quarter, somewhere in there. That's what I gave it. Um, you gave it a three. You gave I gave it, it a three. A definitive three. said he'd give it a three, three and a quarter. Yeah, because he likes me more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's been said. Anyway, uh, I, I'm a big fan of the kind of bluegrass feel that the album kind of had, though it's definitely more country than it is bluegrass. Definitely. Um, yeah, it's not I, really bluegrass at all, really. It's kind of, it no, wants country. to be bluegrass. Yeah, it, it has it has kind of the bluegrass kind of vibe to it, but no, yeah. it's firmly a country album. Um, Aesthetic versus performance. Yeah. 
that being said, you, you know, you brought up the the guy losing his dog. This song is called Sam. Uh, almost cried during that song. Oh, Thank same. I, oh, I definitely. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I, I de- just because it's generic doesn't mean it didn't make me tear up thinking about my dog. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I, I I felt like he he accomplished what he was trying to do with the album. Like he very much, it, it very much felt like he had an idea and executed on that idea. And I think it turned out well. I like the album. Probably won't listen to it again, but I'm happy that I listened to it. Yeah, I, I told my dad to listen to it. <laughs> he liked it. Kyle, right, Kyle, what did you think thoughts. of this? Um, I actually really enjoyed this album. I thought. Holy um, shit! Surprise of the year. No, like I thought the instrumentation was really good, yeah. very well written on the instrument side. Um, I kind of agree about the lyrics; it was a little bit generic, um, but it's, it was just fun. You know, it felt like I was like in a you know wagon caravan around a campfire. It was great. Yeah, and that's what Serge kind of went for. He wanted like traditional country kind of mountain music. He wanted you to feel like the guy who was singing it to you was singing it to you from where he's from. Um, And I didn't didn't mention this with the first uh, Brennan album, but this album was generally well-received. I have, I've read some reviews for each of these because none of us are really qualified um, to talk about them. Uh, This album came in at number 23 on the US charts and number three on the country charts. And uh, it's done pretty well so far. Sturgill Simpson's, again, pretty goddamn popular. Good for uh, Sturgis Simpson. Sturgill. 3.75, by the way. Okay. Oh wow. Highest okay, review. Yeah. All right. Wow. I mean, it's on, just an album. I, I really enjoyed it. Like I like I on said, that I thought, three. Yeah, it, the instrumentation was great. Like it had a nice flow. It's like I. Wanted, it is a, yeah, I want to hit my slap my knee. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. He is a great. He has like a fantastic voice. Yes, I totally agree. All right, Ben. What is your number thirty? All 14, right. Thirty-two. Well, coming up next is uh, I, actually before i i have a question um who was the band in the mid-year roundup that i gave a very low score and they were very nice on our podcast that was viral was that, was that viral that was viral oh. <sighs> okay do well, it then. ben my time my time has come <laughs> yeah your time has come nick the next on my list is viral i gave them a three out of five I left a comment on it that I'm not going to put on there because <laughs> I feel like it's too rude because they're very nice. Great people. Yeah. No, I, I think it's a fine album. To move on from the pain and suffering that we're all having right now, Nick, tell us a little bit about this band and uh, wh- where you put this on your top ten. Well, so Viral is a traditional heavy metal band out of Sweden. I'm not gonna, going to attempt to pronounce the city nor the province. Um, they formed in 2012, and this was their freshman album in 2021. Oh, that's right. This is the one where it took them nine years to string together nine songs. Anyway. <laughs> uh, these guys placed one song as per my... year. <laughs> these guys actually placed as my album of the year, as I said in, my, uh, in the mid-year roundup that they probably would. They are still my album of the year. They have a very, they, they really encapsulate that old school heavy metal sound, particularly of the Motorhead variety. Yeah, though definitely. They, uh, though they don't, you know, lean into the sound as much as, you know, Motorhead would, given mm-hmm. how iconic they are. But they definitely very heavily influence, um, especially in the non-high-pitched uh, vocals. Yeah. His regular singing voice is very reminiscent of uh, Lemmy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he yeah. has a he has a true Lemmy vibe when he's just kind of doing his. 
Yeah, which, I mean, I I love that sound. I'm super into it. Um, I know I'm definitely in the minority in this podcast in that term. In that term, but I thought it was just a wonderfully constructed album. Every song is fun. Almost every song you can sing along, sing along with. Almost every song is a killer guitar solo. It's my album of the year. I love it, and I love you, Viral. Send me merch if you have it. They'll be listening to this <laughs> podcast shortly. Um, yeah, I I genuinely like this album. It grew on me a little bit. Um, I think I don't remember what I gave in the middle of the year, but it's still about like a 3.2, 3.5 for me. I liked it more than the Sturgill Simpson album, um, but I will say I'm more likely to listen to the Sturgill Simpson album again than I am to Viral. My my issue is that. not necessarily with Viral's musical performance. I think they are outstanding musicians. Um, it's a really well-constructed, well-orchestrated album. I just don't get a lot out of the trad, modern trad uh, vibe. It doesn't do it for me. Uh, Nick and I have talked to this. He has similar vibes where trad makes me bored pretty quickly because I've listened to so much trad from when it was just metal um, when I was a kid, not when it was actually that metal. Uh, but Nick feels very similar to some black metal where it kind of has a formula. And if you don't love that formula, it's really hard to vibe with the modern iterations after arguably the genre's been perfected and potentially played out and uh yeah i think they're a great band really nice people uh decent album kyle what do you think so of uh, all the trad albums that i had to listen to which was had to listen to yep had to, to. um i like these guys the most <clears throat> hey, yeah um, all right okay. yeah they were the, actually the only ones that actually got my head moving uh <clears throat> Oh, fucking big wait, nod. what? Really? Okay, hold, yeah, what a backhanded compliment there. <laughs> to Nick. Um, no, I, yeah. I really I really like these guys. Uh, it's like, I got a little bit more of a thrashy feel to it too, uh, especially on the first and last songs. It gave me more of like an anthrax feel, especially with the gang vocals. And it's like, yeah, yeah and uh, I also got a lot of, uh, excuse me, Iron Maiden and Judas Priest vibes, and like a mixture between the two. It was really cool. And it was really well constructed and written. Um, I actually definitely rate this higher than Matt, a solid four. Wow. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't give my rating. Definitely a four seven five for me. Wow. Okay. Wow. You're, you're not your album of the year isn't a five out of five. No, I I think I've given maybe two albums in my entire life a five out of five. Yeah, it's it's hard. That, that's, that's how I like to to rank things. I appreciate that, Nick. Uh, well, here let's move on while we're while we're still talking about strengths of viral. Because uh, there's a band that's pretty similar to Viral that <laughs> is right up next on the list. And that is Significant Point. Woo! Yeah, I saw that coming. So, I, uh, Nick, Nick, where was I this on it, your list? I, I, I gave it a three and a quarter out of five. Okay. Versus the three out of five for Viral. And I put no notes next to it. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right, Nick, tell I, us I, about I Significant okay. Point. I thought it was fine. Yeah, so uh, Significant Point, I don't remember where I placed it in the mid-year roundup, but uh, on the final list, it ended up at number five. Uh, Significant <laughs> Point is a traditional heavy metal and speed metal band out of Tokyo, Japan. They formed in 2011. They released a live album in 2017, but this is their first uh full release in 2021, though it did actually get released, I believe, in Europe and Japan in 2020. But yeah, the it got American its international album. release in 2021. Yeah, uh, which is why it is on this list and not last year's. Uh, that being said, beginning to end, this is a fast-paced album. 
Like if you if you want a high energy, just wailing vocals, tons of shredding, super upbeat drums, this is the album for you. It is definitely a true heavy metal speed album. Cool. Kyle? Yeah, I kind of agree with that. It's very, you know, high paced uh, album. Very solid. Uh, not my cup of tea, but it was, you know, it was good. And especially like with the tracks that actually had Japanese in it, I was like, oh, that's a nice little touch to it. Because they do a mixture between uh, Japanese and English on the album. Um, very solid. 3.25 to 3.5 for me. Yeah, this is a solid right. 3.5 for me. Just right middle of the pack. It's it's decent. I like Viral a little bit more. I think they do more interesting guitar work. Uh, I never really liked speed metal, so I, I enjoy that it exists, and I like it when it's in my black metal, but I don't like it when it's with my trad. Um, yeah, and I think it has really sweet album artwork, so that gets a lot of points for me. You, you, you know, I feel like right now, outside of Nick, I feel like I'm sort of following the group vibe pretty well here. Yeah, you I'm are. I'm hoping that's going to continue to my next pick, which Ooh. I believe is the first of our new albums that's from your guys' list. Okay. So let's see how it goes. Um, I gave this next one a three and a quarter out of five with a note unremarkable but fine. And that is the album Wolf Hex from Wormwitch. Ooh, okay. Oh, Let me let's yeah. hear some more, Ben. Yeah, I, I, I uh, this was one of those albums I, I listened to in a really, really long fever dream session of listening to metal. Uh, it didn't stand out to me. I thought it was perfectly solid and fine, but just in a list of you know 30 plus other really good albums this one didn't jump out at me in any major way but i it was good it just it, it's less memorable for me than others this is one of kyle's picks so kyle tell us where it ranked on your list and uh tell us a little bit about warm witch um it ranks lower on my list like between 10 and 9 um probably closer to 9 <clears throat> um so warm witch i have them up right now uh they are a black metal band from vancouver british columbia canada um, yeah, so this album's more experimental compared to the last album. Um, this ha- definitely has more of like a first wave feel where it's a lot more thrashy. Um, and I also love some of their names, like Canadian Dev and Mountain Jack. Like, that name is just great. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I enjoy this album quite a bit. Um, it's not as good as the last album, but uh, in my opinion. But it's like it definitely, you know, they expanded their sound, which I really enjoyed. And it was very solid, like 3.75 in my yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just below Kyle. I give this a three and a half, and I, I think I rank it lower because how good Heaven That Dwells Within was in 2019. Um, these guys are also incredibly nice people. I got to meet them when they played with Uwada, um at a small venue, and I got to hang out with the, uh, I believe, the drummer. I'm sorry if I'm getting that wrong. You were really cool. And we talked about D&D and cassettes and dungeons in for like an hour. Um, they were a great band, great guys, fantastic live show. Um, across the board. And yeah, this was a, um, you know, this album was almost one of my like disappointments of the year, especially when it first came out. Cause I didn't vibe with it. Um, but on my most recent re-listens, I, re- I enjoyed it a lot. Um, but it's still, it just doesn't, doesn't hold a candle to heaven that dwells within, which is a disappoint, mm. disappointment for me. And, uh, to us. Sepaterium so, uh, Revival was good too. Sorry. That was a 2020 album. 
Yeah, so um, I have a hotter take. Um, I actually enjoyed this album more than Heaven That Dwells Below. Well, we've wow. already discussed that you have bad taste. Look at this list. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, you know, so Heaven That Dwells Below is one of those albums that I feel like I should have enjoyed a lot more than I did. Um, okay. This album, because they expanded their sound, as Kyle mentioned, and they kind of dipped their toes a little bit into other genres, I honestly think it enhanced their sound more than anything else. And frankly, I think this is, this might be their best album by them, in my opinion. Sweet um, Jesus. I was, I was pleasantly surprised by this This album. was this, this was like an idle hands onto other situation for me. That speaks volumes. But... Wow. Um, I don't know what that means. What, what's that that's, mean? that's a deep cut. They, a band that released one of the greatest albums, I think, two years ago, um, yeah. got embroiled in some god-awful, stupid legal trouble and were forced to change their name. And when they changed their name, their name was stupid, and their follow-up album was as bad as their name change. I, um, I, don't, think, I don't think Wormwitch did anything to that extreme, and, uh, and Unto Others didn't go that bad either. Um, but the reference still stands. They, they changed something, they did a little too much, and it just kind of fell off the wagon. Just, just in case anyone is still listening to this, we liked almost all of these albums. Yeah, these are I, all I mean, really good. Someone <laughs> liked all of these. I feel like this sounds a lot more critical than it actually is. This is just, you know, picking a favorite child out of 35 children. I, yeah, all I, these. There's yeah. not a single bad album on this list. Uh, even, even the Brennan picks. I don't think any of them are bad. Um, it's just some some were more disappointing because of the absolute quality. Like, cause like to me, Heaven That Dwells Within is like a four point seven five. The album is fantastic. Yeah, I just couldn't yeah. vibe with that album. I like this one significantly more. Well, let's see if we can vibe with Ben's next pick. So you guys said last time that this album was on all of your guys's list. So I'm curious to see because there's thirty five picks here. So someone had to have sole ownership of this one. Um, and that is Panopticon, which <laughs> I gave a three and a quarter. Um, it, it's, it's another album where I think it is, I think it's solid. Um, I, it just really doesn't capture me in the way that other albums do, but I think it sounds fine and I appreciate all the nature sounds he works into the album. So Nick, where was this on your list? And uh, was this another Panopticon. Nick pick? Another Nick yes. pick. We told you his bottom. He wow. told you his entire top ten was going to be in your bottom twenty. Yeah. So this ended up as number four on my top ten list. Um, it would have been higher, but my the only issue with this album is actually a similar issue I had to uh, Bellwitch is that it's kind of hard to listen to this album without listening to the entire album. Um, mm-hmm. But with that being said, uh, Panopticon, right out of the United States, good old American boy. Uh, he started his career in Kentucky and then eventually moved to Minnesota, which is where he's currently making music and has for the last few years. And uh, makes put- beer. Also beer. Hammerheart Brewery, really good. Uh, <clears throat> Panopticon is firmly atmospheric black metal, although uh, over the last couple of releases he's been incorporating more and more folk. Uh, into his albums, and not even folk metal, like just straight American folk. And I think and this it's album... specifically American folk too. I think that's a that's a real thing that distinguishes uh, Panopticon as their 
adherence to the traditional the, American the folk sound. music. I actually almost enjoyed more than the black metal, honestly. Yeah. Well, there is an EP but, I will send you after we're done recording this because he released well, the. That folk well, because so awesome. like. I, I know, and we discussed this on the last album, too, he does the thing where he layers the vocals, like, in the middle of the audio so it's harder to hear it and it's more muffled. But there was... Matt, what album did we listen to together where it where it sounded like the album was being filmed in a dark alley or whatever, and each song it kept getting closer and closer? Do you, do you remember that, what band that, that was? Was that, was that Alisana? No, it wasn't was it? Alisana. It, it was, I think it was one of oh, our As Above, So yes, Below's. that's, that's, uh, Passenger, uh, Him. That was not the name of it. Yeah, it's Passenger, it's Passenger. I'm looking at the name right here. Pa- oh, it's, uh, Passage pa- DeHiver. Pa- it's like Pavanesh or something, I think, right? Yeah, Pavanesh DeHiver, and their, it was their album Geister. Yeah, so I think that album did what Panopticon was trying to do. Oh, where, totally agree. Where it layers the vocals in, and then, like, it's doing something with it. I'm mm-hmm. sure he's trying for something here, but just listening to the album two or three times, I got it with Paveshen, and I didn't get it with Panopticon. So I think it's a fine album, but it just didn't grab me. Yeah, I, I like this album, but... Um... Uh, an album that ended up on my list I think does this sound better uh, it doesn't necessarily do the American uh, sound better but when it came to folky atmospheric black metal I think there's an album that blew Panopticon out of the water I, I think um, I know which one you're talking about Matt and I think I agree with you so we'll, uh, we'll wait we'll for get that there. How, uh, what, what, did, what did you think about Panopticon I'm just going to reiterate what I said the last time I thought it was a really good album nature sounds are great um, because he clearly does it from his backyard um very solid, does what he does really well, and I believe he records everything by himself too, which is even more impressive. Um, yeah, full solo. Yeah. Solid four out of five for me. Nice. Not bad. And on to number bad. 28. Let's see if we can get another Nick pick in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, odds are. So Against we, you, actually. <laughs> so, we already had one worm pick, which was Worm Witch. <gasps> oh. But now... Let's talk about Wormwood with their album Archivet. Um, I, I, this was another one of those picks where I was listening to it and I thought it was fine, but just didn't stand out in any strong way to me. This is one of the albums where just listening to so many in a row, if there was one I'd probably miss something out on, it would be this one. Because mm-hmm. I listened to this one especially late, so I'm willing to listen to it again. Um... But, you know, from from the time that I had with it, I thought it was a fine album, but I didn't get much more out of that. Yeah, so this is one of Kyle's picks. So, Kyle, where, where did what? you put this on your list, and what do you rank Number it? Number three. Oh, I'm fucking, like, I'm like, clear. I'm flying high, baby. All right, so Wormwood, they're a melodic black metal band from Stockholm, Sweden. Um, they, they pumped out three albums and one EP in the last six years. Yeah. They, they wow. just pump out music and they're and their all, first album was in 2019 and this is their just third. like kyle they're just pumping like <laughs> pumping pumping I've, unprotected I've pumped, yeah, pump, I, pump pump god damn it ben i fucking pulling out album. all over you i just fucking love this album <laughs> it's really good this is a very very good album this would I this agree. 
I think with, with another re-listen, this would firmly end up in my top 15, maybe my top 20. Um, I, I think they, they do something with their instrumentation that makes Mellow Black not sound boring. Yeah, um, and Mellow Black, yeah, Mellow Black is really samey. Um, I think it's the peak of black metal because that's the aesthetic I like. Um, but what they do with Mellow Black is really take care to make it sound interesting. But that's also their fault because they're a little up their own asses. Um, I think this album's a little long in the tooth, and I, that's partially because I think we all listened to the deluxe version. Yeah. Uh, which has <laughs> three extra tracks on it versus the traditional album, which is seven. Um, I think the traditional album's a little, little bit tighter, but still a little long in the tooth. You know, it comes in at 46 minutes. I think I would have shaved maybe 15, taking a track out. But overall, I think it's a really good, really interesting album. I gave it a 3.75. Not in my top 10, but definitely on the edge. And I think with more re-listens, this album will only get better. Yeah, for me, this is definitely a missed album on my part. Mm -hmm. I really, really enjoyed this album. I was very surprised by it. Um, Honestly, and there were a couple... What really endeared me to them is that there were a couple sections where... The vocalist, uh, his cadence and the pace in which he delivered the vocals was very reminiscent of Hoth. Yes. And Hoth is by far my favorite mellow, uh, mellow black band out there right now. And so the fact that they even came close to sounding like them, just tons of points in my book. But yeah, I really enjoyed this album. And honestly, if I sit down with it, it might take a spot in my top 10. And, wow. and yeah, I, th- I think part of the reason this one kind of slipped aside is it came out in uh, August. Kind of a weird time of year for a black metal release, in my opinion. Is, is there about. a season for black metal releases? Uh, yeah, like uh, like late fall, winter. Okay, I guess that's fair. Yeah. I, mean, I, I did notice that there were a lot of picks I hadn't noticed before on this review compared to six yeah. months ago. On to number 27, our first prime number. All right, love them primies. Uh, so Priming it next, up, boys. So next up, uh, I don't imagine this would be any of your guys' picks, but maybe I'd be surprised. We're looking at Brockhampton's 2021 album Roadrunner. New light, new machine, baby. Yeah, I gave it three and a half out of five. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was great at creating uh, tonal dissonance in the songs. Very relaxing, hypnotic music to me, at least it was. Um, I, I thought it was just a very nice, easy listen. Uh, was not as strong as some of the latter albums in here, but I liked it. Yeah, and uh, just a little bit about Brockhampton. Brockhampton was the number one album from our biggest fan, Brennan. Um, well, it is. It is also sorry, better. It, it is also better than Wormwood, Panopticon, Wormwood, Significant Point, and Viral, and Harakiri. Um, I agree. Bro- yeah, I know. Bro- uh, Brockhampton is actually, and be- Nick was equally surprised. Brockhampton is actually a hip hop boy band. Um, yeah. It's not a single person or, or an individual. It's a full boy brand. Um, kind of like a super group in a sense because there are a lot of really good uh, musicians. I I also kind of liked this, um, but there's someone here who liked it a lot more than I did. That isn't you, Ben. I quite enjoyed this album. I'll be honest. 
Um, I will say, like, the beginning and end, so, like, the first two songs and the last, like, three songs didn't quite do it for me. But the middle bit, I really, really liked the middle bit because they had that kind of early thousands, late 90s hip-hop vibe to them, very reminiscent of Eminem. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really, really dug it. I thought I was very surprised by this album, because after listening to the first song, I'm like, I don't know what I'm getting myself into, but... We we listened to the first song together in the car without listening to the rest of it, and we're like, alright, we can move on. And then, but but, like, frankly, song four, Bankroll, with A$AP Rocky Mm -hmm. and A$AP Ferg, is one of my favorite songs on this album. I also love A$AP Rocky, so... See, I really, really enjoyed Count On Me, the third song on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, that's, that's with zero features as well. It's pure, pure uh, Brockhampton right there. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I pure was pleasantly surprised. Pure Brockhampton. Pleasantly surprised. I'm curious what Kyle thinks, though. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, Who can guess what number 35 on Kyle's list would have been? It's actually 34. Um, <laughs> Ooh! All right, title of the creator. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> um, this is one of the two albums that actually had to skip. Yikes! How and far? How far into did you get, Kyle? Uh, three songs. Three, three songs. Three songs. Uh, Are right, you made it past JPEG Mafia? All right. Yeah. So the first two songs absolutely killed it. Um, Economy Eight was actually not bad, um, but it it was so bipolar. I'm like, if the rest of the albums like this, it's just not worth me listening to. Um, I thought Buzzcut was god awful. Um, like there was this. The, like, that was I, their that was their biggest single off the album. Really? Oh. Yeah, especially because Dan, Danny Brown's a I, really I, popular musician. Yeah, Danny Brown's very popular, um, and that's why I had high hopes for the song because I'm like, oh, Danny Brown, I know he's really good. Um, and I was like, nope, that the last five seconds just absolutely did not make sense with the rest of the song. It was just it was so abrupt and just sounded so bad. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, yeah. So that, that that was one of the killers, and the second song I just thought was just bad, and I, it just killed the rest of the album for me. So nice. so, to, so to give a little bit of an external perspective, as they will for most of these hip hop releases, um, uh, one of the bigger reviewers in in the hip hop and just music scene in general is Anthony Fantano. So I will give you his review, and Anthony Fantano gave this a decent to light eight, uh, which is a very strong good review. Um, across the board, this album was very well received, uh, generally considered, you know, in the seven to eight out of 10 categories. So our four and a half, uh, four range. And, uh, it was really well received. Brockhampton's again, another very popular band, um, really kind of doing something cool and unique with the boy band sound. And I think Nick talked about it either. It, it actually does incorporate some very heady kind of hypnotic, almost Pink Floyd like influences that, uh, I think carry the album farther than it deserves. Um, but mm. it it does it does what it does, and I'm not necessarily mad that I listen to it. Well, if you are mad, Matt, I can tell you where you can go down. You oh. can go down the path of wrath, the album of my next pick on this list by the band Wolf King. Wow, what? Um, oh, yeah, I, I made it into the bottom twenty. I'm so upset. Oh, don't worry, Matt. You're the next one too. Um, How do you know? I, so trust me i know uh this one i feel like suffered in its placement because it reminded me a lot of another band on this list which was one of my favorite albums of the year and because i I listened to this one right afterwards i was like oh this is just a cruddier version of that band so i feel like if i listened to it on 
on its own, I probably would have ranked it a quarter or half point higher. But as it was, I felt like everything this was doing, another band that we're going to see way later on did it better. So so th these guys play a completely different genre of music than Spectral Wound. Um, these it's guys not are, Spectral Wound. Holy shit, who else? All right, we'll get there. Um, Wolf, Wolf King is a, uh, a black and hardcore band, or kind of like a little mix of black, black and hardcore. They do a very fantastic job of providing an atmosphere and an energy that I really connected with. Um, this is their second studio release and their third um, big release in total. Um, I thought it brought really driving, really intense energy. Um, I listened to it at just the right time. It barely made it into my top 10. Um, but once, once I really gave it its chance, it ended up firmly at number six. Um, and I thought it did a very fantastic job of capturing um, the hardcore sound specifically. Um, when I look for a lot of hardcore music but don't always like a lot of it, and similar to my love for, um, oh man, where'd the name of this album go from my brain? Um, the Path of Wrath? Or another one? No, not this album. Oh, of Svalbard and of bands like The Secret and The Youngin' In The Way. Um, I think they take the black metal and the hardcore sound and mix it very well together uh, without moving into that kind of war, kind of raw black metal sound. Uh, Nick and Kyle, what did you guys think of this black and hardcore elixir? Yeah. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I, I give this. I give this a a, a, a three point seven. Uh, this album was in my top fifteen. Um, I, Hell yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, thank you, Matt. I agree with you. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's no, actually it was, number seven. Just reframe it. I gotcha. count it wrong. Um, they do the black and hardcore than the other band that we saw with Skeleton, which at uh, what's it called? At Some Tea. You remember those guys? They do it a lot better. Oh. Than that. Yeah, they 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 do it. These guys do this sound very well. Yeah, um, it, you know it's very straightforward. Great blend, uh, mixing I thought was great. Uh, solid three point seven five. Three point five, three point seven five. And for our sour pick of the day, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is not for you. So I don't like hardcore at all. Yeah. Kyle and I are screamo kids, so leave, leave <laughs> us alone. So if these guys were like, let's say, opening for a band I did enjoy at a show, I'd be like, sure, let's go see them. Outside of that, I'm good. Um, look, I, in all seriousness, I thought it was a fine album. Um, you know, some of the... I, I disliked all the hardcore bits. I enjoyed yeah. the black metal bits, and as such, I can't give this album more than like a two and a half. Frankly, I'd probably wow. give it a two. And Damn. that's literally, and, but that's, and that's nothing against the members as artists. I just dislike the genre. I think it is. I think, I it, think is it is against when, the when they're when they're in Chicago in February, Nick. I'm gonna have them beat you up. Okay, yeah, I'll take they're, they're, they're headlining at Cobra Lounge. I'm, I'm and sure I'm you very could, happy. I'm sure I'm, you I'm, could. Yes, I will beat them all up at the same time. But I'm yeah. very happy. <laughs> I'm very oh, happy these for guys them. Are I'm three glad. Times your size. <laughs> I'm glad they're headlining shows. I just I don't like the genre, and there's you know I, I you're I can't. happy they're headlining. You yeah. just don't want to go see them headline. Yeah, Why I, I see them on open a Thursday. But... 
Because <laughs> fuck you, Kyle. I'm going to that show. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I'm going to that show, too. I don't care right yeah, now. Yeah, there's either. no way I'm missing that. <laughs> well, let's take our attention to the next uh, album on the list. Come on, hurt, hurt me, daddy. The, this one is not a metal album. And I think it's the only non-metal album on Matt's list because it's one of the artists he talks about constantly, and that's Bo Burnham. Fuck yeah! With his 2021 album Inside. Um, I feel like Bo Burnham is incredibly talented. I feel like what he does is very impressive, but he's one of those artists where I feel like watching him from a distance is honestly better than engaging with his actual content i feel like inside as an album was a mix of extremely clever and also covering all of his bases with some weird sense of self-hatred in it yeah where he feels like he's completely overcompensating but not in a way that he's aware of in a way of he's doing it because he feels like that's what he needs to do for his album to do well because that was part of the point is, part of the message because when ben. there is something that he's doing on purpose as a part of the shtick he hammers it home over and over and over and over and over again um so i i think it was good I don't really have any interest in watching it again. I thought it was fine. And, um, yeah. This album is exactly as sad as I am. And it was my number two pick of the year. I love, love this special. Um, just a little background. Bo Burdum is the writer, director, filmmaker, comedian, musician, uh, multi-instrumentalist genius of, a, of an artist. Um, who started his career as a stand-up comedian and doing comedy songs on YouTube, launched that in into one of the most intense and meteoric rises in modern comedy for a young artist. He also made probably the best movie of 2018, which was 8th Grade, which is his directorial, directorial and writing debut, one of the most captivating and intense uh movies that's been put to screen when it comes to young adult fiction and young adult film um but inside uh, if you haven't seen it already you probably have it's on netflix it is it captures this sense of being trapped and being confined not only by the confines of a pandemic but also by the nature of being yourself um, which is a message I really connect with. And I listen to this album all the fucking time. I've watched the special maybe five or six times. It's like comfort food for me. Um, I know that when we watched it as a group, the room was genuinely mildly uncomfortable while also laughing. But that's what I love out of comedy and music. And this captures it so fucking well. I also think Welcome to the Internet is generally a milestone of music such a captivating a really song, song that represents this time period while also being incredible um i'll also say one of the most beautiful things is having seen bands play covers of these songs um there's a video of an, an artist whose name i can't remember and i apologize uh who covers that funny feeling on acoustic guitar and she gives that song another layer of emotion that Bo doesn't and it's outstanding 
Um, Nick, Kyle, did you have you have any input on this album, especially that I put it at number two? I, I will say I have a hard time viewing this album as just an album. Mm-hmm. I very much see it. I very much view this content in its peak form as the special with the video accompanying the music he wrote. So I can't. I don't know. I, I, I struggle giving this album a rating when I know that in its best form, there's a visual component to it. Yeah. Mm, that's a good call. Well, it's, it's a four. It's a 4.9 on the music scale, and it's a 5.0 in the video version. I'm kind of, For me. I'm kind of with Nick on this one. It, it's kind of hard to separate the two. Yeah, I, I genuinely listen to this album just as an album, like front to back regularly, as much as I do with any of the albums on my top 10. Um which I think gave me time to separate it because of how many times I've watched it. But like, for me, it's like if we were, we were back in 2000 and what, nine, 2008, when Halo three came out, the Halo three soundtrack would have been in my top five. Cause the Halo three soundtrack is genuinely beautiful music. It is. Um, it genuinely and, is. Yeah. Same with some of the, like, like wind waker and shadows of the Colossus. Like the soundtrack alone is worth listening to. Yeah. I, I do feel like, the album might even help for for why I'm not in love with this. I, I think my biggest issue with Bo Burnham, and it's nothing that's his fault. It's just the fact that he's a stand-up comedian. And he doesn't do this as much as other stand-up comedians do. But I I, I don't think I really like stand-up. <laughs> No, which, I love stand-up. Which, so. <laughs> which, 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 let me rephrase that. I like stand-up. But I also hate that stand-up has its own weird sense of kayfabe to it, where yes. <laughs> everything is presented as if you're just thinking of this joke off the cuff. And maybe that's part of the issue I have with the Bo Burnham special. Less so because he's singing and less so because he's Bo Burnham and he is legitimately at the top of his field. And but this was I much do... less. This was far from a stand-up special. This was really yeah, no, it, like a no, it wasn't a show. stand-up special. Yeah, it not at a, all. <laughs> it was no, it was a musical. But I do still think Comedic that musical. some of the aspects of like how he like introduces things or gets into things, I, I think Mesa rely on some of that tropiness, and maybe that's why I can't quite connect to it. I thought it was good. You know, yeah. I gave it a three and a half. It's still, it's um, still real to me. Damn it. Yeah. Sure. Uh, coming up next, uh, this might also be a mad pick. I'm not sure. It's uh, Pierre's Brûlé by Arlock. Yes, this also- was my number 10 album of the year. Yeah, uh, once again, a three and a half out of five. Uh, solid French metal. Didn't stand out a ton to me, but I really like the, the basic sound of it. Uh, I didn't have too much to write home about on this one. Yeah, uh... Arhalak, or the fuck you say their name? Uh, oh, it's pronounced Urhak. Uh, it's actually the name. It's 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 almost the name of their of the town where they're from. They are, as Ben said, a French black metal band who play a who play what can be largely described as medieval black metal. It is a sensibility that really captures kind of the medieval tone, both in their thematic nature and in their presentation of their music. This is their fourth full length release, and I think a a real growth of the album, not the band's best, which is why I think it ended up at my number 10 spot and not higher, um, because their 2010 release is, 
largely one of my favorite albums of all time with their 2018 with their 20 2008 release their original album being firmly in my top 20 albums of all time definitely in my top 10 black metal albums of all time and i felt they did a really good job uh with evolving and continuing to push their sound i thought this album was very intense i really liked the instrumental passage uh uh um, and I thought it I thought it did a really good job. I thought the guitar work was really good. The atmosphere was very good. And the band continues to pump out just absolutely fantastic medieval black metal. And only one other album this year that made it onto my top 10 captured that sound as well, but better. Um, because Aherlock, what they, what they lack in their um, atmospheric ability make up for with their musical talent. Now, this spot is contentious because if an album was available on Spotify, it would have taken it. Um, I'm going to mention that now, which was Old Nick's A New Generation of Vampire Conspiracy. Um, you guys didn't listen to it, but that's my actual number 10. But this is in its place because it was available and it's fucking awesome. Uh, Nick and Kyle, what did you think of this album? Oh, four, four out of five. Go ahead, Kyle. Uh, yeah, I thought it was very solid. Uh, I really enjoyed, you know, looking up uh, the lyrics, like Google Translating them, because they're all in French, which is awesome, by the way. Yeah, um, I love the singing in French. Yeah, um, you know, the medieval themes, and I was great. It's, you know, very on par with them. Very solid. Great guitar riffing. Great drums. Solid 3.5. Yeah, it's, uh, they, they didn't do what fucking Astrophobus ended up doing. But we'll talk about that when I get to my disappointments of the year. <laughs> Nick, what did you oh, think oh, of this man. album? Uh, well, avoiding the Astrophobus topic. I like this album. This is a Yay. good album. Um, I was pretty surprised, honestly. Um, not that I dislike any of their previous work. Like, their 2008 album was incredibly influential to me when I was first mm-hmm. getting into black metal. Uh, Matt definitely he didn't shove it down my throat but he definitely didn't give me a choice but to listen to it yeah, I um, shared it like eight times I think because I kept re-listening yeah. to it and be like this is fucking amazing don't forget it yeah but that being said that EP is genuinely genuinely one of the pieces of media that sold me on the genre mm-hmm. um, so with that being said this album does not come even close <laughs> to that EP but it's still good wow. like I think it's a good it's a good black metal release specifically medieval or French black metal but I mean all it's, around, it's I, medieval black metal but really the only people who do that are French dudes yeah and you know in a little, a little little hat tip to the French scene in that I haven't really heard a French black metal album that I've disliked thus far so whatever oh, y'all yeah. are doing yeah French there, black metal I've on. learned is pretty great like the baseline is already cult- good. I have cultivated a fandom of French black metal. A little bit, yeah. They're fucking. We sweet. should. I, we should. We should go to France and go to Disneyland Paris and then check out a bunch of French black metal concerts. Well, that's what we're doing for your bachelor party. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. I thought. I thought. I thought French Disneyland closed. <laughs> no, it's still open. They're still right. struggling along. All right. Well, Kyle, do you, uh, we've already addressed your opinions. Never mind. Let's move on to your next pick, Ben. All right. Next one is by the band. I didn't get their uh, album down here. My my apologies. Oh, um, 
they this is another situation where they reminded me of one of my top bands of the year, but they I just didn't like it as much. And that is Steel Bearing Hand. Woo! Yeah, There's another Nick pick. Yeah, Nick, where oh, you? Oh, Nick pick. Where'd you have this on your list, Nick? Uh, I don't have my list up. This How dare you? This is your third, three or four. Six. Oh. Okay. Well, that's not bad. That's that's not yeah, that's not hideously far six. off. Yeah. So, so tell us about Steel Bearing Hand. Nick. Yeah, Steel Bearing Hand, they are an American death thrash metal band. Um, they are firmly in the death thrash uh, combo genre. Like there is no yeah, What's the name of this album? What's about it? Uh, the name of the album is Slay in Hell. That's a pretty good name. Yes, but they are from Dallas, Texas. Uh, they do have a self-titled full length uh, in 2015, which I have not listened to, but I've, I have heard good things about it. But this album, this album fucks, I'll be honest. Like, this is a really good album. Um, they incorporate thrash and death metal just mwah, perfectly. It's high-paced, it's fast, it's brutal, it's heavy, you can barely understand what the dude's saying to you. I love it. This is, when I think of death and thrash metal combined together, this is what I go for. Yeah, I, I really loved this album, too. Uh, it would have been in my top 20. Um, but for me, the death thrash sound isn't necessarily the flavor I want out of my uh, death metal, as we'll see with my later death metal picks. Um, but it does a very fun, very good job. The drumming on this album is fantastic, especially for death metal. Um, the drums are clear, consistent, and fucking devastating. Uh, songs like Lichgate and Tombspawn are some of my favorite death metal drumming of the year when it comes to fast death metal drumming. Um, but this album just didn't, didn't captivate me enough. Uh, Kyle, what did you think of this album? So, this, the one listen to I did uh, was the first time I ever listened to these guys. I'm like, what has this been on Mm-hmm. Love them. It's just, yeah, it's a good you, album. Yeah, it's just like so fast in your face. It's just you know, pummeling death thrash, and I just love it. So, oh yeah, three point seven. Ben, what would you, what what was your final thoughts on this album? Uh, I give it a three and a half, so not too far off. Uh, I I thought it was good, fast paced. I just liked other albums better. And in lists like this, where there are bands that, at least to my uneducated ear, sound similar. I am just grading them harsher just because there's more of a clear comparison. Whereas for some of these, you know, it's like harder to gauge because it's real apples to oranges situation. So uh, three and a half, but a strong three and a half. And my last three and a half, as we're now moving to 3.75 out of five. um, The first one on this list I gave to Ghost Bath with their with their album self-loather who's got it this is a kyle album actually kyle, kyle hit us up with album. a little bit about ghost bath ghost bath are an, another bunch of sad boys from north dakota yep. because what else is there to do in north dakota besides being sad <laughs> be um, racist not really but i'm just telling the truth because what is there to do in north dakota <laughs> nothing it's north of fucking coda <laughs> exactly um yeah i mean it it's, for me, I just really enjoyed the album. It was uh, 
Like certain parts of it remind me of 2006 Metalcore, especially with that second song. It was great. Especially um, with Ghost Bath being Ghost Bath. Yeah, I mean, and this was actually a massive departure from their previous work because they're actually are intelligible lyrics. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, and this was this was a generally like revealing record for the whole black metal community who have largely and pretty, I mean, in my opinion, rightly dismissed Ghost Bath. Um, they were kind of doing their own thing and like the general kind of elitist black metal community didn't really love it. Um, and they were like, yeah, they're fine. But this album kind of brought them back into the graces of the black metal community. Ghostbath is one of those bands that had a reputation that stopped me from listening to this when it first came out. Um, but seeing it on Kyle's list and then diving into the discussion that most of the general black metal community was having, it turned me around and I was really surprised. Um, I think I agree with pretty much everything Kyle said. It's a really good, well-constructed album. It could have been better. Um, it could have been a little bit finer, but I think at that point it's just a flavor thing where I'm not looking for those kind of sad boy vibes. Yeah. Um, the one review on um, uh, Metal Archives is like, it's just a little bit too sad. And I kind of agree with that. But I still really enjoy it. But isn't that, isn't that the point? Yeah, but if you're if you're gonna be that sad, your sound needs to be a little bit more uh, intense. Mm. Yeah, actually, I, I, that is the one note I had with this uh, album. I did think it was a bit too slow for my liking. I wish it was like ten percent faster, and I think it would have liked it a lot more. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah what do you think, buddy? Yeah, I had a similar opinion to Ben that uh, a little, little, little faster would have helped the album out. Um, but. You know, for all of Kyle's picks, I was, there were two things. It was, I was either pleasantly surprised or I absolutely hated the album. And this was one of the albums that I was pleasantly surprised with. Um, I had heard of Ghost Bath uh, previously and was sort of aware of their reputation. But um, this is the first album that I actually sat down and listened to, and it's, it's pretty good. Um, I wish it was a little faster, as we've seen in some of my other picks. Um, yeah, you like the speed! Yeah, Panopticon aside, I like my upbeat fast metal, and if it's gonna be slow, I want it to be fucking heavy and chugging and just yeah. beating you down. And this does not do that, but nope. it's still a good album. I like it for what it is. I don't think I'll listen to it again. It's not quite my exact sound that I seek out, but you know, I'd recommend it to people. And that's a pretty good review. Yeah, it's it's if it's it might be something you don't normally seek out, especially with Ghostbath's reputation. But they really, they really bring it together. Now, should we move on to our next pick, Ben? I think we should. And Matt, something tells me this is your pick because this is the third time I've talked about this album. Now, I don't have interest in talking about it again. It's a perfectly good album. That is S. That is Ungfell's S. Grot. Which, once yes. again, I give a 3.75 out of 5, like I have every time I've rated this thing. We've talked this album to death. I think it's yeah. good. You think it's better than that. It's, I feel like we can move on. It's great. On. It, moved down to, it moved down to my number four spot, and okay. um, it's good. It, it didn't have as much staying power as I would like, but I still think it's the uh, probably the best medieval black metal release of the year. And uh, that's all it, we need to say it, about yeah, that. Yeah, it is, is legit pretty good. You guys have anything to add, Nick, Kyle? I not I mean we've talked this out to death as you said I mean the first track like the intro track is still an incredible hook to the album I think it's my favorite song off the album wow. it's a great album not my top 10 all about that jaw harp bong jaw harp's great but solid 3.75 yeah. let's move on yep, yep. Uh, alright moving 
up next is actually a, a bit of a bracket buster for me. I had this as number three on my uh, mid-year roundup list. Wow. And it's actually all the way down here now. So it went from like a four and a quarter rating I gave it to a 3.75. It is Storterend's uh, Impermanence. Which, uh, which I, I still liked it, but I felt like it never really hit a higher gear that I felt yeah. like it really should have. I feel like the album was good, but like never, never kicked it up a notch. And it was too long to be an album that could really just run at a sprint until it was over. Like we'll see with some of the other albums on this list. So I thought it was good. Close to great, but didn't quite hit it. Yeah, and this is one of Kyle's picks. So, Kyle, as you talked about it earlier in the year, tell us about it again. Yeah, so Stormcraft, let me pull them up really quick. Um, they are, again, a mellow death band. Um, I'm just pulling them up right now. Come on, you can do it. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. As we wait for Kyle. Oh my uh, gosh. This is a really good album. Yeah, but it really, was, yeah, I kind of grew with Ben. They kind of fell down on the list. Uh, they were, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's still very solid. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but, a solid, it's a solid album, but I don't think it does enough to stick around in my top ten either. Um, it, would have had to, it would have had to be a lot more interesting and, what's the word, like much more engaging to have stayed anywhere near my top ten. But I appreciate what they went for with their presentation. Um, yeah, and they're doing something kind of that's their, that necessarily their own, but they're doing it in their own kind of fun way. Um, but they're pretty just generic, like angry dudes who look forward to go. Yep, yeah. they sing about desolation. Yeah. And they're from Geneva, Switzerland. Straightforward as you can uh, get. Uh, yeah, you know these guys never made it in the top ten, to be honest. And I exaggerated earlier when I said I hated some of Kyle's picks, but this is one of those albums that I just, it just, I don't like it really. Like they're not doing anything wrong per se, but they're just, I don't know, your standard mellow black band that does mellow black things. And uh, yeah, I don't really know what else to say. This, yeah, this, I, band, I, this I band suffers like... from the fact that we listen to so much music that's similar to it. Yeah. Yeah, just because I remember this album really stood out to me. And when I listened to this one a second time, like, I wasn't really paying attention to the artists as I was listening to them. And I looked, I was like, oh, I, I thought I really liked this one. And so I didn't hate it, but it just, you know, I, I, I feel like it's something that'd be great, like, in the middle of a playlist, but not something that I really yeah, need to go back to. This is, this is a song that would end up on shuffle, and then any time it showed up, I wouldn't skip it, but I wouldn't necessarily right. go back and yeah. listen to Impermanence. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same way, but it's, like, it's still in my top ten. I, I really enjoy you know the vocal blends and the solos. So. It, moving on here, we only have a few more before we have reached over the halfway point. We got we got three left for the day. I, I'm, I'm going to start it off here with Dodsrit and their album Mortal Coil. Ooh, this is another Kyle pick, actually. Yeah. Wow, Kyle, I'm burying you. Uh, yeah, you talk talk to me, Dodsrit. Yeah, I really enjoy these guys. Uh, they're from Borderlands, Sweden. Uh, play black metal. Uh, 
you know, general stuff, you know, melancholy, depression, sorrow, that's what the lyrics are generally about. I really enjoyed this album. Uh, it has a little bit more of an atmospheric vibe to it. Uh, yeah, it's it, almost doomy at times as well. Yeah, so yeah. Like, it really it really cuts it for me quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I, I just generally enjoyed this album. Where, where was this on your list, Kyle? Was this one of your honorable mentions or was this in your top the, 10? This was actually yeah, so this is like a number 11 or 12 album for you, Kyle. I, I felt the same. Like, I, I heard about this album when it came out, and I listened to it and went, oh, wow, that's some black metal. Um, I, just, I was in a different year, maybe two or three years ago. I think I would have been all over this. Uh, but for its kind of doomy, melancholy kind of, I wouldn't say washed out atmosphere, but it's very, like, downtrodden atmosphere. It didn't really kind of hype me up as much as I wanted to. Uh, good instrumentation, but like when I listen to four tracks that are all over seven minutes long, I want some like really distinct atmosphere, and I didn't get that as much as I had wanted. Uh, but generally, good music. I give this like a three and a half out of five. I really sorry. I sorry to interrupt. I really like this album. Like I really, really like this album. This is Sad definitely boys. an album I slept on. Yeah, I one hundred percent slept on this album. Um, again, because it was Kyle picks only one of two options. I was so surprised by mm-hmm. this album. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love you too. It's yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I because I definitely listened to this album earlier in the year and it didn't click. Yeah. But this time listening around, something just clicked for me with this album, and it would probably take a place in my top ten list. I, wow. I, I have to give it another listen or two. But I really, really enjoyed this album. I, wow. This might be one of, if not my... No, it's not my favorite. It's probably my second or third favorite Black Metal release this year. Wow. 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 Good. Yeah, yeah, I thought I this was just kind of right. It, it did it for me. Yeah, so shout out to Dodd Strip. Like, damn, guys. Keep it shout up. Shout out bro. to the Dodd. I might, I might need to give this one another listen. Just off of that. Got those the Dodd yeah, so moving on from Dodstrid, Ben, what is your number 18 pick of the year? Something tells me this is a Brennan pick. Uh, it is Tyler, the creator's album, Call Me If You Get Lost. Wow, I am shocked how high this made it on your list. This was Brennan's number four pick of the year. Yeah, I gave it a 3.75. Um, this was one of the hardest ones for me to rank because it's so different to every other thing I've listened to, which I feel yeah. like probably helped its ranking. Um, Definitely. I, I felt like it was a very powerful yet relaxing listen. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I just found it like very nice to listen to. Um, I, th- I, I, I kept losing focus when I listened to it, which sounds like a bad thing, and maybe that is. But for the vibe I was in, I appreciated it. Uh, so it, it's not, I won't classify it as a great album, okay. but I enjoyed listening to it and felt like it served a purpose. Yeah, this is, this is um, Tyler's sixth studio album, and I think it was a, a good highlight. Um, I like Tyler, the creator, a little bit. I really liked his first album, Goblin. Um, back in 2011 and I enjoyed Igor for the one time I listened to it uh, Come If You Get Lost was genuinely very well received 
um, and got another got an eight out of ten by the critics that I, I looked at and genuinely across the board was getting at 88 out of 100 8.4 out of 10 five stars four stars five stars um, a huge album in the metal community I mean not the metal community in the in the hip-hop community I think Tyler does a very good job of having a very unique kind of style when it comes to hip-hop yes. today he's his own thing he's got his own flow he's got his own characterizations um, I like this album a lot more than any of the uh, I only this is the my number two of the Brennan albums um, only one album I thought was better than it which we haven't mentioned yet and I thought it was it was enjoyable for what it was I don't think I'm ever gonna go back and listen to Tyler the creator um, well, at least this album, I might go back and listen to Igor or Goblin again, but I had a good time. And I thought the features on this one, I thought the Little Wayne feature and Hot Wind Blows blew me away because I have very like a very like, absent-minded opinion and, and, and memory of Little Wayne from when I was a kid. And he did a really fantastic job rapping on that album. Uh, Nick and Kyle are two rap-head experts. Um, throw, hit, hit us with your opinions here. I tried. Man, I tried really, really hard to like this album. <laughs> it's just, it, it's an issue of medium, really. Okay. What it comes down to. Um, just uh, Tyler, the creator's style of rap or hip hop. I'm honestly not entirely sure the genre. Um, it just doesn't do it for me, man. I just don't vibe with it. I have trouble connecting with it. Um, he didn't do anything particularly obtuse or weird or strange. It just yeah. I just didn't really connect with it. Honestly, is what it comes down to. Yeah, I I I've had a lot a difficult time connecting to a lot of hip hop and rap and R and B. Um, but I think my like kind of like forcing myself to listen to more and more of it as I've gotten older. Uh, and one of our other albums on this list really helped me appreciate this for what it was. And, you know, I wouldn't give it a four out of five, but it's like a three and a half again, or like a three. Three and a half definitely for uh, hip-hop releases of the year. Uh, Kyle, in your infinite wisdom, what was your thoughts on this album? Um, out of the, all the rap albums that we listen to, I like this one the most. Um, yeah, actually. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, I thought it was clever. It was some parts funny, creative. Um, throwing in elevating music randomly, I thought it was really hysterical. Yeah, that shit's hilarious. <laughs> um, and yeah, I kind of agree with Ben. Like it was like smooth, relaxing too. Um, it just had a good beat throughout, and uh, nothing sounded the same, which I really appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it avoids it, it avoids modernity pretty well, um, and I, I think it really speaks to Tyler Creator's skill and ability that it got through to three of us, at su and to such a degree. Um, as someone who doesn't, who pretty much only doesn't listen to hip hop at all outside of one band, which is Clipping, uh, yeah, this one kind of broke through for me. Um, and we'll get to the other album later, Ben. Let's see, let's hit, let's taste that seventeen. Let's give me a little taste of that upper tier of the list. All right. Well, the very last sub four out of five star album uh, that I gave is for Bloodbound. Their oh album, wow, 2021. This one is another one that ranked higher for me in the mid-year review. I gave the mid-year roundy. Uh, yeah, the mid-year roundy. It placed a uh, sixth on the list for me then. 
Okay. And now it's, what, like 17? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, the note I wrote is better than significant point, but worse <laughs> than wheel. That's the mindset. Hell yeah. I agree yeah. completely. Yeah. So I, I thought it was, uh, I, I thought it was solid. Uh, it, it didn't hit the same marks that hit for me last time I listened to it. Um, but yeah, that is Bloodbound. So, uh, so Nick, tell us about Bloodbound, where they ranked <laughs> on your <Damn> list. <laughs> well, Bloodbound is an amazing European power metal band straight out of Sweden. Again, they're, not gonna they're very good. I'm not questioning that. Yeah, I'm not Ooh. going to attempt to pronounce the city nor province that they are from. Fantastic. But they were formed in 2004 and have released many, many albums. Isn't it like 15? I believe this is their ninth studio okay. release. Ninth or tenth, it's somewhere in there. Ridiculous amount of music they've made. Um, look, I'm going to be real honest with you. In terms of like technical quality, this album's not really doing anything. But yep. if you want something that, uh, that the Lord of Castle Grayskull would fuck to every day, As Blaine this is Smith it. would say. This is it. This is the some of the cheesiest, most fun, uh, upbeat power metal that has come out this year. It is silly. Creatures it, of the Dark Realm is the name of the album, by the way. Yes, yes. Sorry, I, we didn't say it already. And the top um, track on the album, according to Spotify. Yes, this was also my most listened to album of the year. Oh wow! The songs um, was also my most listened to, according to Spotify. Apparently, I was in the point. Five percent of most list of uh, most frequent wow. listeners for Bloodbound, wow. according to Spotify. So again, once again, Bloodbound. If you got that merch, send it my way because I will wreck it. Yeah, it's. I think this is a really good album. It was really the only like hype power metal release of the year that came out. I can't think of anything else that did the kind of bombastic, triumphant sound that I love from power metal. Um, but I'd much rather listen to Wheel. But if I had to choose between this and significant point, I'm listening to this every time. Uh, Kyle, where'd you come down on this Bloodbound album? I thought it, it nearly made it into your top 10, didn't it? Yeah, it was, it's in my top 15. Um, okay. Yeah, um, it kind of fell off because I rather had, uh, you know... Be sad? Metal. Yeah, be sad. That's a great way to put it. Um, <laughs> but, but seriously, I, I, I actually really like this album. It's lots of cheese. Very upbeat. Good, very good fun. guitar work. Great guitar work. Uh, you know, solid 3.5, 3.75. Yeah. All right. So does that take us on to All our right. next pick, Nicholas? My next pick? It's a throwback to, to, to Ben. Oh, well, you said you didn't say said, Ben, yeah, did you? Said, you I know. I know. This, this has been a bit for five years. Now go ahead, Nick. Tell us about your yeah, number 16 yeah, well, pick. Who's laughing? Who's Me? laughing? I'm having a great time. Brennan. All Brennan's right. Well, we got Brennan's dying la- right now. All right. All right. We got one last <laughs> pick for the day. I feel like this will be a good place to to cap it because we're already running an hour and a half here. Come on, another Nick pick. Let's go. No, come on. I'm doing uh, so well this time. I, I'm 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 not sure about that. So this one ranked a lot lower last time. Oh. And. It's ranked a lot higher now. Uh, I gave it four out of five stars, and it is Wheel with their album Preserved oh, wow. in Time. 
Um, I said it's very chanty in a convincing, moany way, and it has a rhythmic haunting sound that I like. So, uh, big fan of Wheel this time around. Yeah, Wheel's an epic doom metal band from Germany. This is their third full-length release, and frankly, this album made it so high into my list and so high into my heart because it captured the type of doom that I truly love to listen to. This is my number three album of the year. Um, outside, this is probably my, my second most listened to album according to Spotify. Um, I love this release. It has a great, outstanding presence. The energy, the, the crushing, epic doom nature captivates me. It, you feel like you're sitting in like a smoke-filled chamber as you like float out to sea and you see like the, the essence of time floating through the sky as cosmic magic is cast before you and you're sad. That's hot. All, all wrapped into one, aeons of darkness when the shadows take you over after all and she's left in silence are probably my favorite songs of the year individually. If I had to just listen to one or two songs and not listen to full albums, they'd probably mostly be from this wheel album. Um, I think they play with long tracks, you know, six minutes, seven minutes, mostly every six minutes and last song's eight, nine minutes long. Better than any other band on this list. I don't think any other, to me, any other band across the board does not handle the long kind of lengthy, almost storytelling song uh, style. Um, the lyric, the vocals um, from, let's see if we can get this, are Kudis Kurek, um, are fan-fucking-tastic. Um, yeah, Arcade is a fucking, almost a lame name. Um, generally a fantastic album. This is their first release since 2013, and that time off served these guys very, very well. Uh, they used to be called Ethereal Sleep, which I think also fits the sound. Um, but per, uh, uh, Preserved in Time has this magical atmosphere that captures me every time I listen to it, and oh, man, this album is so fucking good. Um, this is what I want out of like my traditional, almost lo-fi kind of stripped-back heavy metal. Um, just stunning work altogether. Uh, four and a half out of five, uh, maybe a four point seven. Uh, Nick and Kyle, what did you guys think of Wheels: A Preserved in Time? Yeah, this album was actually uh, straight up tied for my number ten. Hell yeah! Of the year, which uh, we haven't talked about yet. Shockingly. Enough. So, uh, episode number two will be there but that being said yeah this is a great album um their sound is very reminiscent of chemists another popular band mm -hmm. among us yes but uh they also came out with an album this year but everything that wheel did frankly they did better than chemists substantially um, yeah this is one of those albums where i have a playlist every year of every album i'm considering for my top 10 and every time a song came on from this album I listened to it. Yep. It almost, I almost never skipped it. Um, every other album that ranked higher than this really won from inches. Yeah, and uh, Kyle, what did you think of this album? I thought this album was great. It is in my top 15 as well. Um, you know, it's just very in-your-face doom metal, and this is great. Um, definitely did a lot better than Kenneth. Just for a reference point, I could not completely have finished the top Wow. Oh, I, 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 I just couldn't do it. Wow. Are, are Chemi we just Chem bagging on Chemist? No, now? no. Chemist is my is like number 14, number 15 on my list. They 
did a great job, but they did kind of their job. And Wheel felt like a fresh kind of evolution on what is the kind of American, was originally the American-led Epic Doom scene that arose with Chemist, with bands like Magic Circle, with bands like Crypt Sermon. And we really had a chance for that genre to blow up and continue to evolve. And unfortunately, the Americans dropped the ball, I think, across the board. But that torch was picked up by bands like Wheel and other bands on Cruise Day Salt Music, which is one of the best Doom labels we have. And I'm not trying to not chemist in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not my genre to be game with. Like, yeah, it's, you're it's not, not a Doom guy. Yeah, I'm not really a Doom guy. They're great live, though. I yeah, has, fantastic. Yeah, I can't stop see them live for, like, the fifth time. <laughs> so yeah, I have a chemist tattoo, so I can't talk too much shit. <laughs> so, yeah, like, it's not to knock those guys. It's just not my wheelhouse. Wheelhouse. Boom! There it is! We got jokes. Best pun of the episode. And so on that note, uh, looking back through our list for the first half of our music end of year list, we have The World is a Beautiful Place and I Am No Longer Afraid to Die. We have Harakiri for the Sky, Sturgis Simpson, Viral Significant Point, Wormwitch, Panopticon, Wormwood, Brockhampton, Wolf King, Bo Burnham, Arloch, Steel Bearing Hand, Ghost Bath, Ungfell, Stortgrin, Dodsrit, Tyler the Creator, Bloodbound, and Hwil. Next time on Fourth Times the Charm, we end this list. Guys, do you have, do you have any picks that you're surprised I have not chosen yet? Yeah, yes. I, I I'm yes. I'm surprised <laughs> to see uh, Black Soul Horde make it through the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm surprised to see uh, Zarface and MF Doom's album make it through the list, despite me personally ranking it very highly. And one one that to me was either going to be at the very bottom of your list or near the top is First Fragment. Um, mm. I'm confident in the rest of my picks making it pretty high up there. Um, I'm surprised by Naraka, to be honest. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Naharakra mm-hmm. is fantastic, and I think I now know who Ben was referencing doing a certain sound better. Um, that was the Naraka, yeah. Yeah, Naraka is an incredible band, and we'll get there. Because um, I, I listened to Naraka, and then I immediately afterwards listened to uh, the other band right after. And I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. this, is, this is unfair. That was a, that was a weird one-two hit. They're also, they're also next to each other in my top ten. <laughs> Wolf uh, Wolf yeah. King and Naharkra are are number nine and number ten. Are number number eight and number nine. So so they're, looking. So just assuming by what you guys have said right now on your lists, Brennan has one album left in the running. Yes, I think Matt, you have seven or so. Three, four, six, five. five. Only five? I felt like you had more than that. Oh, I, well, I have, I have six, including my honorable mention. Okay. Uh, and if you count crossovers with Nick and Kyle. Because there's yeah. some crossovers between Kyle and I. I. I think, Nick, you only have like three left. No, I still have five. Really? All right. Well, then yeah. well then I'm getting you guys pretty evenly. Then. Kyle, Kyle, yeah, this has been pretty fair. Kyle has four left. Kyle sucks! <laughs> All right. So I just hate Brendan pretty much. Well, yeah, no, I thought I, better. I genuinely thought you rated rated Brennan very kindly. I did not expect Tyler the Creator to beat out some of these picks, um, and I, I I genuinely expected Brockhampton or Tyler the Creator to be in your bottom five. I I am better than that. 
I am and, better than and that. Just you know not by much. You know what makes you better every time, Ben? Trying. By just by just <laughs> trying. The first time not... you tried, you didn't do very well. The no, second right. time you tried, you got better. The third True. time you tried on our most on our most recent mid year roundy, I thought you did pretty good. But this episode, Ben, you know what this episode was? This was the charm. The fourth time was the charm. The fourth time's the chance. Follow us on socials. Let us know what you think. If you want to be interviewed on the podcast as a band and talk about why your pick's better than Ben giving credit for, hit us up. If you're any of if you're any of my picks, I love you dearly and would love to talk to you. Yeah, me too. Send me merch. Just want your merch. Yes, send us merch, please. <laughs> we're not hounding. We, we'll still talk about you, and if you don't send us merch, we still love you. I will. I will wear the merch. Like, don't think I won't. We're gonna get Jerry on the podcast instead. All right. Well, she's not here. Oh God, you miss her. Uh, yeah, what what happened, Kyle? No, she went out with her mom. That's what they always. Oh say. my God, she left you for her mother. Yeah, oh, I went to see God, the Christmas that's... lights in Lincoln Park. Then a uh, fucking. That's how romantic. I've Pepper heard toes. of Oedipusy, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> hey, if if you guys ever go to the Lincoln Park Zoo for the winter lights, for like the Christmas lights, is it definitely a go? Yeah, I, I go with my I go with my wife romantically. Ooh. And All right. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to edit something there that works. Uh, <laughs> Godspeed. <then. laughs> uh, I got two days. I got like a day to edit this. Uh, so great for me. Uh, welcome back to the end of year review. I'm Ben. No, and I'm got to do the mid-year, the mid-year episode shift. We didn't do that part yet. God, what a I train wreck of a podcast. Because this, this is review <laughs> roundup, Ben. We got to cut to review roundup. Whatever, fine. It's 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 review roundup. No, hey, whoa, whoa, hey, no, we're not. None of this sullied oh energy out of you. <laughs> then you intro it, man. I'm waiting. You intro. You just keep talking and sadly. Fine. I'm not. I'm not saying another word until you say 35, so I can read off album 35. Go. <laughs> I need a moment to compose myself. This podcast is brought to you by Bloodletter. No, it's Ooh. not, because they ain't in the top thirty-five. <laughs> but they're great. Live. God, don't let don't let Pete listen to this podcast. <laughs>